Hey, welcome my friends to another episode of Motivational Moments with Maria. I'm your host, energetic, loving, and crazy coach Maria. Every week, yes, every week, it is my intent to bring you something of value to boost your day, increase your productivity, or simply to put a smile on your face because I am committed to serving you. And one of the reasons I am so, so committed is because when you win, I feel like I won. I may have helped create an environment for you where you might be living with more joy or you feel fulfilled and you're adequately compensated for the value that you bring to your world. And that is important to me. You know, I was speaking with a client last week and she said to me, you know, coach, you always come across as being confident when you're speaking and teaching. You come across as being knowledgeable and the subject of credibility and believability came up. Today, people may know me as being confident, poised, and of course, the energy magnet. But what you may not know is that I wasn't always like this. I, too, have dealt with self-doubt, fear, nervousness, and uncertainty about my life and my capabilities. I was just as afraid as you might be right now. My knees shook before every presentation or every client meeting or every speech I had to give or every course that I've had to teach. And here are some of the thoughts that were going through my head at the time. Well, what if my client doesn't like me? What if I cannot make the sale? What will I do next? What if they boo me off the stage when I give that presentation? Or worse, what if they start yawning and leave the room? What if I don't connect with the audience that I am teaching? So as I grappled with these self-doubts and that silly drunk monkey scrambled around in my head to the point that it felt like marbles were controlling my every thought, I said to myself, hey, you've got to get better at this stuff. If you're going to be in this business, you've got to get better. So What I have learned over the years is that you've got to be believed. You've got to be believed to be heard. You just absolutely have to be believed to be heard. You have to make an emotional connection with your listener. So I took the necessary steps. I read the books. I attended the seminars. I practiced, 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 building the confidence, the competence, and the connection skills that I need, that I needed at that time and still need today to survive and thrive in all areas of my life. And every day I look for ways to improve my believability and my performance meter. Now, listen, you've got to understand that to be believed, you have to plug into the power of the first brain. Now, the first brain is the secret of believability. It's really essential to effective and persuasive communication. The first brain is the secret to attaining mastery of the direction of your personal and professional life. It's the emotional brain. The first brain is real. It's physical and it is so very powerful. If you ignore it, if you neglect it, or you fail to realize and use its power, you will most likely fail to be heard. Understand it and understand 
the power of the first brain and watch out world. You will have emotional connection with your clients, your audience, your friends, your community, your partner, and your children. There are too many people out there that don't understand this concept. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm just giving you just an example. Many of you know the late, great Bill Walsh. Now, Bill Walsh was one of the most successful national football coaches of all time. People called him a football genius. He won three Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers, a team he built from scratch. And you know I followed him because, number one, I'm a football fan, but number one, but number two, I said, I'm a, I am from San Francisco. I mean, the man was brilliant. He had it all. Good-looking man, experience, and phenomenal success as a football coach. So all of that sounds like a winning combination for a second career as a sportscaster on TV, right? Uh, let's say no. Bill rarely smiled. He showed little emotion, and he was much too cerebral for the average football fan. Even notable football fans could be overheard saying, hey, he's got to get out of the public eye and back on the football field. All right, so great success as a coach. Great success as a thinker of the game, an executor of the game. But he could not connect with the public on the football, on the, and the football audience. Now, conversely, let's take a look at someone else. And here's another man that I absolutely adore. The late, great John Madden. Please rest in peace, John. I, as you know, love football. And I was a huge Oakland Raiders fan, too. I mean, I had season tickets. You know, I slept in the parking lot to get my playoff tickets. And I was such a big fan that one of my clients teased me about my coloring my hair silver and black. When in reality, it was just Mother Nature taking her course. Now, I don't care if you don't like the Raiders. This is my story, and it's about a great man. So nothing made me happier than watching Coach John Madden on the field get an emotional running up and down with his arms flailing, getting his team pumped up, or yelling at the refs on one of the bad calls. Now, after his coaching days were over, he did try to go into real estate and realize one day after waiting in line to get a permit, he said, oh, this is not for me. That's it. But what's interesting is he was sought out by the NFL for, I think it was CBS at the time, yes. He became one to be a football analyst and a broadcaster. So what happened with this is he became one of the most loved and respected broadcasters there ever was. He was honest. He was natural. He was likable. And he was, most of all, believable. He knew how to connect with his audience. Now, there are many stories like this in broadcasting, acting, political, and sports world, but we don't have enough time for that because I want to share nine tips to connect with the first brain so we can get you to the new brain, or as some call it, the new brain. The brain that is rational, intellectual, and the source of the thoughts, memory, planning, and decision-making, which is so important. Now, what I'm going to say next might make you feel uncomfortable. And you know me, I'm going to say it anyway. Listen up, folks. No matter what you do, you are always communicating. And as a result, this means you are always selling. Yes, I did say it, you're always selling. And I know that some of you don't like that selling word. 
too bad. Get over it. If you want to influence, persuade, or motivate people, you have to make an emotional contact with them. And that is selling. And this is true. Whether you're the president of the United States, a teenager asking the dad for the car, the board chairman addressing the annual stockholders meeting, or perhaps you might be a Bible teacher talking to a small class, a salesperson calling on a client, a manager at a weekly staff meeting, or a wife or husband, you're talking to one another about your vacation plans. Or maybe you're a trainer teaching time management. Or maybe you were lucky enough to be an author on the old Oprah show. Hello, you've got to connect. You may be selling an idea, a viewpoint, a product, or just your cute self. Yeah, just your cute self. You are. So we're always selling. Love that word. People, my friends, people, all people buy on emotion and justify with fact. And if you don't believe me, think back to any major decision you made. House, car, furniture, marriage, drapes, big life affecting decisions. Did you take out a piece of paper and write pros and cons? No, you did not. Not initially. You did not. You just said, oh, that car feels good. I love the feel of the car. You test drove it. It accelerated. You loved the openness of this new house you were going to buy. You loved the feel of the fabric on the skin of this new dress you were going to buy or new suit. All emotional. Yeah, I know some of you did the analysis paralysis and did the spreadsheets and all that. But at the end of the day, the decision was emotional. You connected with your own first brain, which is the gatekeeper within your own brain. So let's, let's, let's go further. How do we make friends with this first brain when we want to be believed by others? So here are the nine ways I promised you. Nine ways to increase your believability score with the first brain. And I think Ralph Waldo Emerson said it best. What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. What you do speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. So let's begin with the nine ways to increase your believability score. Number one, eye communication. Now the visual sense is the most powerful. Did you know that the nerve pathways of the eye to the brain are 25 times larger than the nerve pathways from the ear to the brain? Now I'm reminded of a past client who said to me, hmm, Maria, I hired you because of your eyes. Eyes don't lie. So number two, posture and movement. Stand tall and have good posture. Even if you're sitting giving in a presentation on Zoom, stand up. Put some books under your computer. Present or at least lift up your torso and suck that gut in. That little gesture alone causes our shoulders to go back, giving you confidence. And sometimes what I do is I do, I stand up and I do the Wonder Woman pose. It is a very powerful pose and it does instantly increase your confidence. Number three, dress and appearance. Everyone has gotten so lazy about their appearance because of working from home. But at least put a clean shirt on, comb your hair, be appropriate, be conscious and be smart. You're going to feel more confident and you're going to make a positive impression. Remember, first three seconds are important. Someone sees you, first three seconds are important. So number four, gestures and smiles. Yes, turn on that camera and greet people with a warm smile. 
Remember that first brain is watching everything. I speak with my hands a lot, and I sometimes have to remind myself to tone it down a bit. Whereas most people are just speaking like a robot with no emotional gestures at all. Look at yourself in the mirror and record yourself on Zoom. What are you seeing? Did you know you could do that? Just a 30 second. It'll help you build confidence and you'll see, oh, I need to, I need to change that motion. So number five, voice and tonality. Your voice is the vehicle of your message. Drive it like a high-performing race car. Push it. Open it up. Floor it, baby. I want you to transmit the energy and power of your vehicle inside of you to your voice. Just like the great singers do because, of course, they're hitting your first brain. They hit your first brain, the gatekeeper, so they can get to the next part of the brain, the new brain, which is the decision-making piece. If you don't get past that first brain... Ain't nothing happening, baby. Ain't nothing happening. So number six, words and non-words. Build your vocabulary. Listen to yourself with the non-words. Okay, non-words. You know, like, um, you know, like totally, um, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, and, uh, 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 like, oh, and that girl was like, totally, oh, she was so cute. And like, I am totally not a valley girl. Totally not a valley girl. And my friends. Use the power of the pause. So many of us are afraid to do that. Number seven, listen involvement. Ask questions and let them respond. If you're teaching on Zoom, engage a volunteer to help. Demonstrate to your audience. Remember your audience, either one person across the table or it could be hundreds or thousands. But just remember that your audience has a short attention span and you as a speaker, have to engage them. Number eight, humor. Make them laugh. The best medicine is humor. It's okay to tell a funny story. Malcolm de Chazal said it brilliantly. The one who causes them to laugh gains more votes, excuse me, gains more votes for the measure than the one that forces them to think. Now, your goal is not to be a comedian. It's to create an atmosphere of fun, friendliness, and openness. Stories and anecdotes work best. I have been known to do some crazy things over the years. But then again, fun is part of my tagline. And finally, number nine, you thought it wasn't coming. Be your natural self. Unleash your energy and be you, your authentic, your open, your witty self. Use your energy and enthusiasm and motion with others to activate that first brain. The first brain is the gatekeeper, and you need to get past it to get to the new brain, which makes the decisions. So there's some tips, and what I'd like you to do is understand personal development and growth is a lifelong process. Begin to practice one of these methods this week to move up on the believability scale, because once you become more believable, people will hear you. And what will naturally happen is you will soon find yourself connecting and breaking the barriers or some barriers you may have had with some relationships. And you can tell I am passionate about this subject. And that is why I shared it with you today. 
Who do you know that may need to hear this message or may need a positive influence in their life? I would appreciate you sharing this podcast with one or two of your friends. Love, love, love the messages you're sending me on my Facebook page, Coaching with Maria. And follow me on Instagram, Maria Bradfield underscore coaching. I love hearing the feedback. As always, my friends, stay focused, stay positive, and here it comes. Have fun. Have fun. And no matter what you be, do, or have, first and foremost, be believable.